Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hey, Britton. Hey, Matt. How you been? I've been great. How about you? I have been very curious about a building that popped up on Market Street. I bet I know which building you're talking about. Guess. I'm guessing the site of the former home restaurant at the corner of Market, Church, and 14th. That's the one. Uh, it's a triangular-shaped lot, and there used to just be a one-story building there. It was a restaurant. When I first moved to San Francisco, it was like a Boston market, and then it became... Oh my God, I'd forgotten right? that. Then it became home, which was like comfort food, and home declared bankruptcy in 2011. Which, if you're counting, is eight years ago. And sat vacant for three years before plans were even proposed for it to planning. And then those plans didn't get approved and permits weren't pulled until... 2016. So there's five years of a, a decrepit, eyesore, vacant, underused oh, lot. Oh, and it was just... it. God, it was oh, covered so... in graffiti and it actually had a little parking lot and they had a chain link fence, I remember. Yeah, real welcoming. It was really ugly. So 2016, pulls permits to build... 60 units of housing. So, which it's, uh, he was clear at the time we're going to be apartments, right? That he was going to rent them. Yep. So everyone's like, great, you're going to rent them. And what does that mean? What's a rental in San Francisco? In a San Francisco, when one thinks of, of a rental, one thinks of an apartment, either rent controlled if it was built before 1978 or not after. And typically when you move into one of these places, you sign a lease for? A year. Exactly. And, and then, then it, it goes, goes month, month to month. <laughs> <laughs> so doesn't even cross my mind, your mind, anyone else's mind that I can find in the public record that it would be anything other than that. But here we are in 2019 and I was driving by and there was furniture that you could see in these units. And I'm like, well, that's really weird because I haven't heard about them being leased and I know they're not being sold. So they're not being staged and like the furniture is all the same. So like what's, so what's up? What's going on? <laughs> so what's up, Britain? So this week it sort of exploded into the local media that this building is 60 units and 52 of them are going to be placed in the hands of a company called Sonder, which is Kind of like Airbnb, but not because it's not for vacation rentals. It's for stays of 30 plus days, short-term rentals furnished. So think of it like a corporate rental and they're marketing these. They're going to market these apartments to people who are either here for a short time, but at least 30 days to get around the Airbnb rules in San Francisco and also avoid hotel tax, PS, by the way, but furnished short-term rentals for at least 30 days, and they're saying that the average will probably be six months to a year. And they're saying that this is going to fill a very necessary need 
for short-term furnished rentals. But do we know that? What's the proof that that's the gaping hole in San Francisco's housing supply? Right. You know, I mean, to me, that sounds like an entrepreneur confidently uh, proclaiming their business model. Uh, However, I don't know that there's any data that says we have like an underserved short-term rental market in San Francisco. But what I think we do have is someone who was like very smart, at looking at where regulations are and the zero to 28 day market is regulated as short-term rentals now and tenants that sign a typical one-year lease are there for a year and it goes month to month. And as you said, it's not rent controlled at this time, but there's this in between, right? 30 days to essentially six months that's not regulated as short-term rentals and doesn't necessarily have any of these other... I'm super curious too about how if someone... Obviously, I haven't seen the paperwork, what someone would sign or what they agree to when they sign up to use this service, but... We could download the app and sign up for 30 days and find out. We could, but I'm I'm curious about if someone, even though these units aren't rent controlled, there are certain rules in San Francisco that apply to all housing. And my understanding is that even if it's not rent controlled, once you stay for... 30 days, you have a tenancy, which can only be terminated by a just cause. Keeping up with rent control can be a little difficult sometimes, but... In this town, it is, it is a full-time job and then... <laughs> yeah. So um, it's just, I'm not entirely convinced that this is indeed a need that this developer should be trying to fill. Oh, and by the way, I mentioned 52 of the units. There are eight below market rate apartments that will be rented to permanent tenants in this building, but the other 52 units will be short-term. And but, the only reason they're doing those eight is because that was part of the permitting. They, that was part of, it was not out of the goodness of their heart. It was required right. by the city. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it's an interesting um, use of this building. People, if you read the comments on Socket Site and Curbed and everywhere else that this has been publicized this week, people are not happy about it. Well, this developer negotiated with the DeBose Triangle Neighborhood Association, which, although it's been in existence since 1975, basically has opposed development in the neighborhood since like 1890. They've held up a lot of projects for a very long period of time. And, you know, they signed off. You know, it's not like they formally signed off, but the developer negotiated with them and they welcomed the project to the neighborhood. And they are not, this is not what they thought they were getting. (laughs) I mean, there are, like, if someone lives in a place for a year, they could become part of the fabric of the community and participate in, you know, get to be known in the local merchants and all that. But it is definitely a different take on uh, what to do with a brand new building. I don't think... Then I do you think people would be as upset like if the cost was different? Let's say if this was like, you know, a much less expensive proposition. We're in the, the hostile range, shall we say. But still, like, you know, the 30 to six months, is it because of the demographic this product is targeting that everyone's upset? You know, that it's kind of transient, you know, upper income, what everyone loves to hate in San Francisco right Right, now. Right. But you, you know, have you ever heard of a need for short-term housing for teachers? Right. You know, I mean, kind of the, the jobs, I don't know, middle-class jobs that we think of as being part of the fabric of the community. 
I've never heard of them looking for short-term rentals unless they're being evicted while they try and figure something else out. Right. No, it's a good point. And to go back to the first part of your question, if this were marketed like as a hostel, you know, something super low budget, people would then complain about scruffy people coming. Right. Look at what you've attracted. It's a magnet for, you know, vagrants and homelessness and drug dealing and everything else. They would. I mean, it's really hard to keep the NIMBYs happy. (laughs) Everyone, this is our neighborhood. It's a museum. (laughs) Pay admission. Nothing can ever change. And don't touch. (laughs) All right. So that's the, the sordid tale of 2100 Market Street. Good times in San Francisco real estate. Perhaps an update will be in the offing. Escrow Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. 